oh, you're a female? What? Is that hard? Um, kind of. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a smidge. But not really. We make it look easy. We do. We definitely do. Women handle a lot of shit. Oh, hello there. I didn't notice you were here. <laughs> oh, is are that, you are you recording? Oh my gosh. Are well, I guess, I guess let's just record a podcast of Let Me Break Down then. Ooh, LMBD Let Me Break Down, episode three, and we are talking about all about being a female. Heck yeah. Focusing on the female aspect um, for those of you who are out there that are dealing with other uh, terms or other situations, we are not experienced in that, so we're just going to do what we're experienced we're in. We're just going to strictly talk about being female, and being okay unfortunately, that is the most we can, that is the best thing that we can relate to, so, you know, obviously we respect everybody's points of view, and totally fine, just plug in that little disclaimer in there. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to dig into the dirty deets about being a female, though. It's time to get down it's and dirty. It's time to get down and dirty. All right. Well, that's LMBD. Okay, so in episode three right now, um, we're going to talk about everything that has to do with the female. So that means... The cost. Y- your work. The pressure. The pressure body. Pressure within your body image, within the workplace, within expectations in your relationship. Your pay your pay hey 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 um (laughs) not just your pay at work but taxes that you also pay pink tax and um what's up bitch (laughs) we're gonna talk about um names and how people use different names for females that can be very derogatory is that true (laughs) how anywho uh we're gonna talk about periods we're gonna talk about um like the sentence we're ending it there Nope, that monthly <laughs> lovely thing that we get every single month and oh. have to buy something for it. I hope you get it every month. If wait, some people don't get it every month, but the if you take cycle. birth control Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> periods we're gonna talk about um, just the difference between picking a career or motherhood, especially if you want both. Um, so just getting that's in That's about it. I mean, there's way more to us. So we're gonna start off with saying we are ex expensive as fuck oh hell yeah it's i'm bougie and broke (laughs) (laughs) comes at a cost ladies i think i think it's it's for for girls you have to pick and choose unless you have unlimited funds which if you do that's great but the maintenance of keeping up your hair and if you get highlights or if you um, even wear contacts. I know that's a male thing too, but if you wear contacts, like just think about your face, right? Girls get their lashes filled, they get their eyebrows tattooed, they get their hair done, they get their eyebrows waxed, they get their lips blushed or plumped Plump. or Botox on their face. Like you ears. get all the hair just taken off, you have to pluck it, you get your ears pierced. It's not like a maintenance thing, but I mean, it is. You have to clean your ears. You have to clean your ears. You have to buy new earrings to go on your ears. Mm-hmm. I think I'm about done with the face. So face aside. Now, so now we get got... down to the neck. <laughs> hey, knees and toes. It's literally like you just go down the body and then it's like. You have like, to get manicures. You have to pedicures. get pedicures. 
clean your feet. Shave. And your, your shower. You have to shave. You have to get your waxes down on the rest of your body. Shave your legs. Once a month, you have to buy hairless tampons if you get a period, which assuming some females still do. <laughs> still happens. <laughs> Unless you're on birth control. <laughs> During your pregnancy, <laughs> might not be. It's like because you're pregnant, or on your if you're on a birth control that you don't get. I know a lot of athletes though that definitely don't get their period. It might be like once a year or whatever. God bless. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they say though it's not super healthy to not get a period. Yeah. So it's if if you're a healthy female person. You're likely going to get a monthly period. If you're a healthy female dog, <laughs> you will get your period as well. I, I'm going to struggle with all the disclaimers, so I'm going to let you know right now I'm not going to be very good about them. But, but I think just know that we're, we're trying to accommodate you all. I think for us as well is expensive. It's not just maintenance of us alone, but just expensive for everything of the expectations of what we're supposed to wear and the brands. Like, if you look at guys... Guys repeat clothes all the damn all, time. All the time. It doesn't matter. I'm not an outfit repeater. You're supposed to wear a new dress for every event that you go to. Mm-hmm. You know, when you are wearing the same thing, it's like there's Should just this that? unwritten rule that you can't wear the same stuff. <laughs> can't Even wear the same workout color. workout clothes now. Yeah. It's like, okay, these popular brands for a pair of gym pants, mm-hmm. leggings... Is a hundred dollars. Yep. For a workout pant. Yep. That's not a dress. Nope. Like you wear it and you sweat in it and you get it kind of gross. Yep. Guys get to go to weddings and they all get to wear white One outfit, colored shirts, and, and they all match and pants. <laughs> they and all look the same. They all look the same. And it's not. And it the one girl that shows up and she's like, <gasps> "You wore the same color as me." <laughs> and theirs is not become outdated. Like girls' nope. dresses are trendy. No. Yeah. It's. You have to keep up with the trends and then accessorizing in your life. It's just everything. I mean, you have to make sure your body's taken care of. So your body maintenance, you know, it's like a tune up with your car. Like you got to take your car and you got to take your body in and make sure it's hairless and make sure that, you know, the hair you do keep looks good and that your face looks good and that you're going to your doctor's appointments and that you're getting everything checked out, make sure everything's functioning right and that you have clothes to wear that aren't the same clothes, but you need shoes for that. Oh, you need shoes for this. Oh, you need a cream for that. Oh, you need this shampoo because you colored your hair. So that's a different shampoo. And you need to rotate shampoos, right? Because you got to have this shampoo for that and this shampoo for that. It's, don't even get me started on packing. Because then you have to pack all that shit and bring it with you. Well, that's what I was just going to say, too. Like, think about when you go... Even if you think about people like in New York City and you see movies or whatever it may be and people are going to an office and a guy has a laptop case or a briefcase, a woman, you'll see her with a backpack, a purse, a lunchbox. And it's just a black <laughs> she's bowl only going of to, items. She's only going to work. She has six different cups for all the things that she's drinking oh, throughout yeah. the day. Like there's coffee and then there's water and then there's sparkling water and then it's pre-workout. Gotta have your pre-workout, maybe a protein shake for your post-workout. Then all those cups get expensive. (laughs) Then it's all the dishes. Then you get home, you have all these dishes to do. Yep. And then clothes, it's dry cleaning. It just gets so expensive. So expensive. And it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. 
and then you get into the pressure the pressure of a workspace or the pressure of a life or high school or college or um, your new your new town that you live in your new mom group that you've been a part in the the you know the clicks fucking pressure to fit in the pressure to be in the workplace um, obviously pressure to perform but then it's the pressure if you are a bitch whether you're a manager or an employee you have to uphold yourself in a certain manner and you want people to respect you and there's a fine line between okay if I'm a female then I'm just a bitch but if it's a male it's like oh no he's tough. he is tough yeah he's you know he's, he's an teaching me a lesson he's an authority figure so he's okay it's okay that he's like that but for a female it's like oh she's a bitch are you on your period? Are you having a bad day? It's that time of the month, isn't it? <laughs> oh, she must be cranky. Mm. Someone didn't get enough sleep last night. You never hear that in a workspace for guys. And they're like, oh, are you on your period, sir? Do, did you have you're a like, bad is night? Your test- are your testosterone levels just high right now? Is that why you're in a bad mood? It's it's Sometimes it's a joke, but we are, I will say, we and are And if you're a little tired and you don't wear as much makeup and then people think you look oh. sick. That is Are you tired? The worst. Do you not feel well? You look tired today. Thanks. <laughs> Did you brush your hair? What happened? Oh, Were you I, busy? I brushed my hair today. Is life hard right now? Because you don't look so great. <laughs> yeah. Why does it matter about what I look like? I'm doing my job just fine. Thanks so much. But e- exactly. And then you have the body image. Oh, There's, the body image. There have been articles that have come out recently, too, talking about you know, all these social media platforms and how they're affecting younger girls, younger and younger girls, because they're looking at these pictures of girls and videos of girls all the time, and they're like, that's what I'm supposed to look like. And if you don't, then you just think that you are one. Now you don't fit in. You don't, you know, conform to this pressure and that you have to look that way. I'm sorry, but I know for me, I grew up in the 90s, not even like in like the early 2000s. There's no way in fuck I ever looked half as an adult as these girls do with their lip plumps and their titties out and their. I, I mean, might as I, well have used a crayon on my lips. I purple eyeshadow, <laughs> like the Barbie pack that you got. You're like the blue oh. glitter, and you're like, oh, th- my mom got a free sample, legit. <laughs> mom would get free samples from I don't know Lancome, <laughs> yeah. and so I would take my Lancome samples. Mary I didn't Kate. even know. I, I'm pretty sure I probably used blush as eyeshadow and like swapped all the crap around. I will call out my one of my really good friends, Amanda. She would make fun of me because she'd be like, "Are you wearing eyeliner with no mascara?" I was like, "Yeah, why?" She's like, "That, that, that you don't do that. That's not what you do. That's not what you do." Or the the <laughs> your phase. eyelashes disappeared. <laughs> the phase when I was in middle school was to lower the what oh. the waterline. Yep, and go inside the eyelid. And you you blacken. Your eyeball. Thank you, Avril Lavigne. <laughs> it was black from corner to corner, and it gets in your eyes because it's on your waterline. Oh, I could, I would do it all the time, and my contacts <laughs> would just like the like, eyeliner. Oh, they burn, rub, and I'm like crying. And now I look like a fucking the lady from the ring. <laughs> and then when you take it off or you take a shower, then you literally look like you're legit out of a scary movie. You're gonna oh, go yeah. haunt somebody and and there. It's just funny because, like, you know, when I was younger, it just, I just think the, 
and maybe it's just me being older, and I guess it'll be the same thing when these the people are generation. thirteen years old and they're in their thirties and they're like these young hoes looking like when this. I was a kid. <laughs> and I think it's just it's just crazy though. My dad literally, we were at a concert and he turns around, he was like, "I just need to look up in the sky because I don't know how old these." kids are they might be 10 they might be eight for all i give a fuck i don't even know anymore I've seen, they um, all look like women though yeah i've seen videos where where they they, like they have guys and they interview the guys and they show different girls and they're like okay how old is she and they guess it wrong pretty much every time there's a few they get right but it's like the girls that are super young they're like oh she's 27 and they're like she's 17 and you're like oh my god but it's from the makeup the makeup the body, the clothes. I will say, you know, guys, they are. My mom always said it to me. They always bring the fashion back, mm-hmm. and they're bringing back those '90s bell bottom jeans, chokers, choke, came back, butterfly clips. Oh, the butterfly clips. <laughs> butterfly clips. Oh, the bucket, zigzag parts. Bucket hats. <laughs> bucket hats. The middle part did come so back. So maybe they'll start looking. About how we did. <laughs> Maybe they'll come back around to the skinny jean because I know the skinny jean is now out. And the colored... Oh, the side colored, part is out. What is it? The colored jeans. Do you remember Fade. the, like, colored... Like the patches, right? Not patches, but, like, wearing different colored jeans. Like, you would have, like, uh, green jeans yep. or pink, hot pink yep. jeans. I worked all different at, colors. I worked at Tilly's, and I literally... My closet was, like, a fucking Easter basket. <laughs> I was like, you need every pink, color. red green and it would just like come at a different version it's like okay it's easter it's pastel it's winter now it's full-on darkers (laughs) but we got all the different colored jeans but you know trends happen but i will say in the age that we are right now um we are accepting different body images and accepting that you know we're all beautiful how we are how we look but there's times where someone will still make a comment or a pass at you or something to make you feel like I need to put down the cookie and I think too not necessarily with body as much as as like personality there is definitely a certain with different ages Mm -hmm. there's different levels of acceptance like when you're in high school it's really hard you feel like you absolutely have to conform you cannot do anything but the social don't norm. deviate yeah don't deviate <laughs> just like stay under the radar be the gray man you don't want anybody to, to notice unique. you for anything weird but it it is so i mean it's so worth it to be original because why do you want to be anything but that you're basically just being someone else and you're you're covering up everything that you are um and that's never going to work because you're just faking who you are that's, mm-hmm. that's not sustainable but i think when you get I don't know, either your your confidence levels and or the right time where you are not around so much pressure. Um, it's just nice to be able to, like, actually express yourself and be who you are and be original and not be like, oh, I have pressure to act a certain way or get a certain grade or get a certain degree or, you know, get a certain job with a certain company. Like, it's, it's too much pressure. That's so you, much. You're living for somebody else at that point. Yeah, and I think which gets us into just our relationships, our friendships, mm. our marriages, our every kind of relationship with your friendship, your relationship with your parents, and things like that. There are a ton of people out there who have parents who have certain expectations based upon cultures, yeah. um, and how they're supposed to be a doctor, mm-hmm. or they want to be something when they grow up, and their expectations of them is to have this establishment and this money and this 
all of this stuff. I mean, I'm Italian, so we're I'm first generation American. You come into the country, and they all worked hard so that you can go to college and you can do, you know, the thing yeah. that you're supposed to do. You can't be a DJ or a singer or anything that you might artist. truly love. You can't be an artist. But, you know, that expectation that goes into, you know, how you develop later on in life and and being okay with that, but also your relationships with your partners, your husbands, your wives, yeah. and things like that that you go through. That's tough, too, because I feel like a lot of people, not everyone, that kind of goes back to the nature versus nurture thing, but I feel like there are a lot of people that tend to think that whatever they saw growing up in a relationship either was what they wanted in a relationship and what they expected or the opposite because it was not healthy and yeah like, I want anything but that but it's what you see on tv or maybe what your parents relationship is like or what your friend's parents relationship is like and that to you is becomes over the years what you put in your mind as the ideal marriage for yourself so then you meet your person and you're like yeah because that's almost that's almost like if you grow up in a family and you grow up in a broken home, you're going to have that expectation growing up that you need to find the perfect man so that that doesn't happen to you. Then you grow up in a perfect home and a perfect marriage, and then you're like, great, now I need that expectation of that perfect man who's going to yeah. give me the same exact love that my father gave my mother or vice versa. And you want to experience the happiness that you might have brought up with or you might want to not experience the sadness that you might have had growing up so there's this really like back and forth of like I don't know which way to go and you just you hold on to that expectation for yourself and then that you know that creates the relationships you, with your friends as well yeah and I th I think when the two people come together obviously you're gonna have to figure out what your different points of views are like if one person has divorced parents and they, you know, in their mind want it to be a certain way and the other person comes from a home where the parents were happily married but the mother doesn't work and the father works and the mom does all the cleaning, all the cooking, does everything in the house and the man does nothing in the house, then that becomes, it can become an expectation in a relationship. No, oh, yeah. And it might not be the same for both parties. So I feel like it's super important to talk about those kinds of things you know, in your relationship at some point, they're hard conversations to have, but knowing what that other person expects of you, like, okay, I'm a woman, I want to have a career, which we'll get to in a second, but I want to have a career, so I think we need to split, you know, the cooking load or the grocery runs, who runs the errands or... So for me, I always say, you know, it's so hard because there are people who believe that female should stay home and da, da 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 and the man's like why should the female stay home and you know you have co comedians out there and things like that that talk about it and they really develop on it any relationship whether it's a friendship whether it's your parents whether it's your husband whether it's your you know significant other or whatever it is it's a it's a partnership yeah and just like a partnership in a business it's 50 50 and that should be every other relationship it's a 50 50 way you shouldn't always have to give to your parents because they're your parents it's a 50 50 way i'm an adult i have my things that i need to go on respect my time just like i'm respecting your time in a relationship like you just said i shouldn't have to choose whether i want to be a career woman or a mom we are parents we chose to get into this together we are going to work yeah. at this together and your friendships 
I'm not going to drive to my friend's house every single time because that's my friend and I want to see it. No, you drive me. Meet me halfway. Everything should always be 50-50. That's like what we talked about in episode two is understanding that there's balance in every part of your life. So maybe it won't be 50-50. Like, it's, I guess it's kind of like, yeah, like a pendulum. It'll kind of go back and forth. There may be times where like, okay, Sam, like you're super busy I did go to your house last time, but I know you're really busy, so I'm going to come to your house again this time. Yeah. I don't expect that I'm going to drive to your house every single time. Exactly. But, like, understanding that there is a give and take and you have to kind of find that that healthy balance. It's respect. Respecting the other person. And I think, too, so going back to kind of, like, this, the working female in the relationship is, like, previously you would have a man that brings home the bacon, right, and then he works... <laughs> So outdated of a term, I feel like, but or a expression. I brought home bacon. I brought home the bacon. Can that bre- buy me new shoes? The breadwinner. But now all the food. It's like geez. the the dad or the not the dad. The, the dad. The male. The male doesn't always bring home the money for both parties. A no. lot of times the female works now, which was not always the case before. So now you have two people that are working. Get it, girls. So for the women that are working, it used to be okay. The woman wasn't the woman wasn't working. She was staying home all the time, so she's cooking and cleaning because she's home and not working. So now we have a woman that is working. So it's not really fair to just say, "Oh, well, now the woman and the man both work, but the woman still has all of these extra jobs oh, and yeah. she has to do them." Yep. That has to be shared because the woman is taking on the responsibility of also bringing home the bacon. That bacon. Yeah, Maybe bacon. 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 I just think, yeah, I I agree. I think it's understanding and respecting, once again, that partnership that you have. Because it is, at the end of the day, it's a partnership. It's a commitment and and a partnership. Whether it's your friends, family, whatever it may be. Um, And then kind of getting into, you know, the fun one where that's where you have to pick and choose. Pick and choose your must-have, ladies. Do you yeah. want the B word? Nobody likes the B word. And we're not talking about bitch. We're talking about budgets. Oh. <laughs> Sigh. I don't want a budget. Uh, I want to spend it all and have it all. <laughs> so I actually have a template of a, of a budget that um, I had worked on in college. And it's a, it's a spreadsheet. I might still have it. it. I would love to share it with you guys. Okay, find it and share it. I will share it. I use Minted because, you know, it's 2021. Yeah. (laughs) So maybe you don't keep your stuff in a spreadsheet. I actually don't use the spreadsheet um, as often now, but I think it's just good to gauge where you're spending your money. And honestly, sometimes it feels really, um, it's like a nice shock to your system if you physically write down your stuff in a notepad or like a note in your phone not a physical notepad but if you want to write it on a notepad sometimes tracking how much you're actually spending is alarming and it's 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 a good way to just recognize every time you spend money whether it's online because a lot of what we do is not like a physical exchange where we're giving our credit card or we're even giving cash we're doing stuff online or telling Alexa to reorder something yep so we don't always realize how much we spend now in such a digital age but you don't see the physical cash right and you don't you don't even see even he even he even you even even I just get talking so fast my brain doesn't know what to do with my mouth um but can't keep up (laughs) having obviously like your bills I have an app called Marcus 
I think it's by Goldman Sachs. It used to be called, um, what was it called? I use Mint by Intuit. Okay. Which is like QuickBooks. But, and I like that it links to like my bank accounts, my credit cards, my bills. So it'll organize my bills, um, what my car payments are, my mortgage, my electric, my everything. And then it'll tell me like, hold up, bitch. You went way too happy online, <laughs> and none of that looks like it's necessities. That looks like all fun shit. Um, and it'll it'll give me a warning. It'll give me mm-hmm. a text message, and it'll be like you went. You, you could put in like a like a budget spend, yeah. and you're like, I want to spend this much for food, or I want to spend this much for shopping, or I want to spend this much for my bills, and I want to put this much into my savings. And it'll say it'll ping you. It might actually pings me like 12, 12 messages and notifications. It's like too much on not necessities yeah and here's where you need to either even spend less or spend more food. oh yeah mine's mine's big on food i'm i'm a fat ass so <laughs> my it's it's true though when you look at my app it's like it gives you like the circle graph yeah and the circle graph will be like 25 percent shopping and it'll be like 25 percent bills and it'll be 50 percent restaurants <laughs> Not, not even, because shopping is, the shopping part is your groceries, so that's considered shopping. Oh, The 50% is literally restaurants. Restaurants. So it's me getting hammered at a bar. That's me spending money on Tijuana Flats, (laughs) because it's Taco Tuesday. It's me spending money on delivery dudes or DoorDash or whatever it may be, and it's just straight food. And I looked at it, and I was like, according to my bank, and... (laughs) How much I spend and how much I order, I should be 900 pounds. <laughs> like, this is not enough food for two people. I, There's got to be other people in this picture. And we were just talking about that downstairs, too. We were saying, like, if you look at a serving box, it's serving a mac sizes. and cheese. Oh, don't even get me oh, started. Oh, hi. This is a serving for eight, a family of eight. And I was like, oh. I, I split it in two. I ate that for me and my husband. <laughs> should it be eight? I, I think the app, I'm sure there's a ton of other apps, too, because I used to use clarity money but the app is no more so it's called marcus no more the app, no more the app is app no, no more. more they're gone no more app so <laughs> bye bye app they gave us they gave us marcus by goldman sachs but it's a similar thing where you can you can actually attach any of your bank accounts um you can attach any of your credit cards so it'll tell you your your assets and it'll tell you your liabilities and break it down literally so that you can see everything that's in your bank account as well as um, all of your credit card, you know, all of your credit card statements and not statements, but what you owe. And then it also has the same, like, you can add in your your salary, so it tells you your monthly income, breaks down how much you've spent, how much you have remaining, and then it does the breakdown also, like spending, travel, groceries, other expenses, personal care, auto, all that stuff. Um, but you can set alerts and stuff also, so it's just good to keep track of on a digital app or if you're a pen and paper person honestly it's a little shocking sometimes if you force yourself yeah. to write everything putting down. it putting out out and seeing it and realizing that you know you're budgeting because you're spending money on your appearance you're spending money on trips you're spending money on clothes you're spending money on doctors and because not every guy just goes to like a regular doctor and they're like okay i got my yearly physical and you're you like cool specialist. i have a specialist for my skin for my vagina for fucking my toes I've my got ear, a nose, and throat. Physical therapy appointment. Eyes. Yeah, yeah. Therapy in general. I needed contacts and then chiropractor. That's in addition to my doctor's appointment, so 
you know, it's, it's trying to prioritize because they say that you should spend about um, 30% of your income, of your monthly income on your rent, and then grocery personal items should be 10 to 15%, utilities another 10%. So if Where's the other 50% of your income? If you're buying, you should be saving and putting in retirement or investing it. <laughs> Whether you invest in cryptocurrencies or you have like a Fidelity or a TD Ameritrade account. Fake news. So start <laughs> investing. I'm going to teach Sam how to invest because Fake my news. boyfriend also makes me buy Bitcoin every time it dips. So I bought some today. So ladies, it is not never too late to start investing because yes. honestly it's amazing how much money... But, you know, if you die tomorrow, you can't spend it, so... You can. (laughs) You can't. You can literally sell it. You can take loans out against your Bitcoin. If you die tomorrow, you can't can't use your money. You can... You can. (laughs) She said, yes, you can. When I'm dead, I will be spending my money. When I'm dead... I will be so trendy when I'm dead. I'm going to come haunt your ass, and I'm going to tell you to spend my money. I'm going to haunt your ass, and I'm going to be dipped in some bougie... As clothes and accessories. It, I'm, Grace is going to be like, bury me with all my big coins. They're not coins. I they're know. not real coins. I know, I know they're not Silly real goose. coins. Uh, my grandfather was buried with like $5,000 in coins? cash. No, he was like, I want money surrounding me. And I was, we were all like giving our kisses goodbye. And me and my cousin Rob were like, should we take some? He won't know, right? <laughs> is he going to remember? Got money in the, he's, he's he probably is going to haunt buried, you. Buried with cash, surrounded Come with cash. Come back and haunt you, booty. What do you mean? We, we did bury him with um, a scratch-off, and I think we did the same for my grandmother. And oh, I just, I just, could we have scratched scratch it? Scratch it before you put it in? Nope. Nope. Nope, it could have been a million dollars. We did not scratch it before we put it in. What happens to a million dollars if it goes down in the ground? Never. Did they just happens. draw a second one? Well, no, it wasn't a lotto ticket. It was a scratch off. So scratch offs are like in the roll. Oh, whoa, whoa, like whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not a a lottoer. I don't play. You're not investing your money. <laughs> I'm lotto tickets properly. You're not investing your money, Grace. You or should scratch be offs. investing it in your future. <laughs> but so making sure that okay, yes, I agree. You know, I think. Planning for your future is very important. Putting your 401k, all jokes aside, we should be retiring. It shouldn't be left up to one person in the household, a.k.a. the bacon winner, to be making sure that we're secure in our life and making sure we have life insurance and making sure we have our 401ks and we're investing money in our, not just ourselves, but investing it in our future because, you know, you never know what happens on a rainy day that Bitcoin can just make us... And especially with inflation rates so high right now, your money is losing. You're you're losing money if you're just letting it sit in the bank. So oh, I'm yeah. done. I'm I'm done. Sorry, Sam. Okay, now about to spend the money. Back to spending money. The percentage though. <laughs> um. So ten percent about about ten percent for utilities. No more than thirty percent. You know, in a perfect world, obviously this is a perfect world. We spend a shit ton on rent. I know most people do because I do too. Thirty percent of your um, income. Excuse me, miss. You spend some on rent. Maybe you should buy a home and invest. <laughs> Regardless of where you live or what you do, um, ideally it shouldn't be more than thirty percent of your monthly income on your housing costs, whatever is that, true? that is. Thirty percent of your income should be on your house. So if you make just saying out there because it's a hundred thousand dollars is like the easiest. It's of your monthly. So you break it out. I mean, not of your. 
Yeah, so I'm saying like every a, month you spend thirty percent of your monthly income. So if I made say AKA because hundreds are easy to break down for me. If I make a hundred thousand dollars a year, and then I make that thirty percent, so that's thirty thousand dollars that I should be spending on my yearly, just my home, and then I'm dividing back by twelve. So I should only be spending twenty five hundred dollars a month on rent. Where where do we find those homes? <laughs> so, because I, I know we all don't. I didn't this. calculate with my annual salary, but I calculated how much I make monthly with with thirty percent of my monthly income, and it's it is more than what I spend now on rent, but it's like one to two hundred dollars more than what I what spend. You should, so it's pretty close. Um, but taking taking how much you take home monthly, thirty percent of that should be I don't know about your annual I didn't do the math on it but 30% of your monthly should be rent and then 10 for utilities and then 10 to 15 would be grocery and personal items personal items being like shampoos deodorants you know all the cosmetic think like cosmetic and accessories for your body and then um, the last like five percent would be like investing in yourself self-care of some sort whether maybe that's a massage for you maybe that's like some fitness you know expense or five percent that's so sad at least five percent you know if you're able to spend more it should be like at least five percent you also don't want self-care to be something that's stressing you out financially so i think that's where that that line is because self-care is supposed to make you feel good and help you relax and make you feel better and self-care can be free you know you can go on a walk you can run outside you can give yourself a facial paint your own nails but just being mindful of how much you're spending on self-care which brings us into our next topic which is our monthly your expenses on your period yeah wow i know tampons are so expensive I think everything about a period is expensive. It, uh, why is it? I still don't understand. Okay, please, anybody out there, why is it not free? We give out free condoms at Planned Parenthood. Are they giving out free tampons? Nope. You got to even put a quarter in the old boxes yeah. in the bathroom. That's like, not, and I they don't, don't even work sometimes. You're like, I really like, need a tampon. But my thing is like, okay, listen, put a quarter in because you're about to have sex. That's a to-do for you. But that, like, That's an optional. Yeah, like if I'm bleeding. I don't have an option. <laughs> Like, excuse me, don't have my quarters today, so I'm just gonna let her ride. Uh, since I didn't like oh, these pants, anyways. Oh, oh, nobody noticed. They weren't a hundred dollars because I was gonna sweat, and I'm at the gym. Hope nobody notices that I'm bleeding right now. It's not like an option. And then the fact that like tampons in itself are what average twelve dollars a box. The box might last you that one week, but. It might not last the one Depends week. how heavy your flow is. <sighs> not that I want to get into that, but... I mean, I don't mind. I'm a heavy flow. That box does not last me a week. No, I mean, the... two ex- boxes. The, whatever, the Kotex brand that makes, like, the massive... I'm a Tampax lover. Pearl all the way. I've done pearl. the... I've tried to use some of the organic ones because they don't bleach the <sighs> cotton and... I'm sorry. That is a rough ride up. <laughs> It is, it is a ride tough up. market because there, I borrowed, okay, one time I borrowed tampons from a friend. You didn't they, have an applicator? There was no applicator. Oh. I just had to literally, like, so finger myself oh. and put in, it was a small little torpedo looking thing, and it didn't have a, 
I guess it did have a string. It must have had a string. If it, what the? <laughs> it, it had it had a string. Ignore me. But it didn't have an applicator, and it was like half the size. I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. And sometimes it's rough. They don't feel nice. Okay, like, my thing is too. And this is, I mean, we're talking about periods because we're going to be real. We don't give a fuck. We're just natural. It's normal. It's what happens. Adam and Eve, we got we fucking shit out of the stick. once a month. So <laughs> it happens. Um, my thing is when you are, for me at least, right, my parent, the way my family grew up was, you know, you didn't talk about sex. You didn't talk about anything. So my mm-hmm. mom didn't really raise me into the fact that, like, we're going to talk about periods and it's going to be natural, whatever it may be. You go into a health class. And they teach you how to put a condom on a fucking banana. They don't teach you how to put a tampon in. Hell no. I struggled. And I was like kind of self-conscious about it. I cried. So I was with my friend Sarah and she locked me in a bathroom. And she's like, we're going to the beach. And I was like, I'm not sticking this thing. I don't don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do. Yeah. She's like, read the box. I'm I'm what? (laughs) (laughs) The box doesn't make it fluffy with roses and let you know, like, it's going to be okay. Stand on Stand this way. This Squat is how you that way. Do it. This is how you should angle it. No It'll one feel tells you. Worse if you do it this way. Yeah, relax. Don't stress out because yeah. it hurts. But like that—that's probably something so uncomfortable that and people don't talk get, about. Get their periods really young now. Oh yeah. So how are you supposed to know how to put a tampon and in? Also, if you're... by the way, I don't know about you, but when I was younger, it was like, um, if you got your period, you're cool. It's not fucking cool to have your period. It's cool or to not people, have it. <laughs> or the opposite. People would judge you if you got it super early. Yeah. Because then you got... Well, everyone... When you... Okay, when you... Obviously, when you start developing and you get your period, you get boobs. Yeah. You Your body starts about developing, obviously, because of all the hormones that are going in. So everyone's like, oh, I'm a woman now. And then you get the w- girls who get picked on because they're like, oh my god. She has boobs. She has boobs. Nobody and, else does. So now she's a whore because she grew boobs overnight. And she has, she wears tampons, so Ugh, she must be up to no good. God only knows. She's pleasing herself. <laughs> she's using those natural tampons. I know what she's doing. She's sticking them up there. It, it's just, it's just so sad that it's not something that's more known. And then the fact, like, I hated when girls are, like, hiding the tampon. Here, here's a tampon. Yeah, you have to carry it with you to yeah. the bathroom. You also have to whisper. Why? I don't why are we whispering? You want to hide it? You feel the need to like hide the tampon? Stick it in your so bra, you put it in your pants. You're like, seeing you carry a tampon know. with you. And in class, you have to go to the bathroom and you're like, I know I just went to the bathroom, but it's not actually to go to the bathroom. I need to stop my bleeding. So yeah. I need to go to a bathroom to stop the bleeding. And then it's like, and you become so it's become so normal so then your workplace you're in the same thing listen i'm not sitting here being like everybody stop what we're doing i need tampons <laughs> i gotta go cork my blood Who here <laughs> has a tampon please raise your hand i need a i need a blockage for my hoo-ha please <laughs> so this it's, size it's not that but it's like okay so hold it in your hand whatever it may be how have they not invented like a fucking keychain that you could just put on your keys that can hide it or whatever for your privacy there's just so many weird things that we're creating better bras, we're creating better pants, we're creating better things, but we're not creating anything. They, they do have um, things. A cup? Did you see the cups? Yeah, I've seen the cups. Who but the I, fuck's putting the cup up there? 
I am not behind the cup. I also Mm -mm. have questions about the underwear. I would love to know if anyone has worn them. The absorbent underwear. I just is that thing is that uncomfortable? Like so you it's yeah super absorbent because. um, But are you dry the entire time or just walking around with wet underwear? I know this is probably so gross for our guy listeners, but I don't give a fuck. They're supposed to absorb your period, which I don't. Because even a bathing suit, I don't know. I can't speak for them. I know they started because I think they were they were um, coming up for coming up with a you know something to help women in other countries that weren't able to have that didn't have as ac- as much yeah. access to like tampons and things like that. Um, Which is also sad, by the way. Once again, yeah, because the I mean the stats are one in five students struggle to afford period products. They can't purchase them, and 84% of people have either missed school or class or know someone that has because they don't have access to, you know, an actual feminine product. Can't afford it. So if you have a pair of underwear, at least, like, you can reuse those and you can wash them. I'm not totally sure how they work, though. I also think, too, not just period alone. Now you have to worry about birth control, Mm -hmm. right? Because, you know, God forbid the, the guy doesn't take birth control and the guy can't just keep it in his pants or whatever it may be so we're once again expectations that we're responsible for something so we have to do this so we have birth control then the symptoms that come along with your period so cramps they're real and like feeling weak and your low blood sugar and everything else that might be going on headaches migraines like we're supposed to just you know birth humans on Kinda top of late. everything, and just go on with our day and just be like, we've got this. You're tough, right? You've got you can this. can handle it. You can handle it. I mean, some people truly can't can't get out of bed when they get their period. Ooh. I mean, it's just the the symptoms. I mean, and I said get the worse. symptoms are real. The symptoms are obviously real, but there <laughs> there are other symptoms that. Like, for example, you might not even recognize are happening in the other phases of your period. So, like, the luteal phase, or maybe you're, you don't sleep when you're ovulating, or when you're ovulating, you know, you're, like, super hungry, which tends to happen, or mm-hmm. you sweat more, or there's a lot of symptoms you probably don't even realize you're experiencing. And I've tried to, like, journal what happens to me and notice patterns over the months and see, like... I use flow. Close my app. I have a, a She's life a, tracker. You but, late. <laughs> yeah. You're like, two days until expected period, and then you don't get it, and you're like, period is two days late. Yep, and then you have to worry about contraception and plan B and all of these other things that just go along with the period for more work because, you know, why not? We don't have anything else to do, right, Grace? Because what else happens after you get all of this stuff? Then, then you, on oh, top of your period, we are... Uh, you to pay more for you know, it. Since since we already have trouble, women already have trouble paying for these expensive tampons and feminine products, we get paid. it doesn't help that we get paid less. Paid less, and you have to pay more for it. So there's pink tax. Yes, it's real. It's not something fake. It is women pay more for their clothes. They pay more for their female products. They pay more, and we are targeted. <laughs> we are targeted. Um, it might not, not just be a tax. It's it's something where we're. It's not a tax. It's where we're targeted. So feminine, based on gender, certain products and services that are for females cost women more. 
So it's discrimination on pricing. They call it the pink tax, though. So if you look it up, you can look up pink tax. You can see a bunch of information about Mm -hmm. it. Um, But it's like, okay, women's shaving cream costs more than a man's shaving cream. Razors, like we have a pink razor. The the men aren't buying pink razors, and we don't buy the black ones, which maybe I'll just start buying men's razors. I buy men's deodorant. I buy men's razors. I buy... Anything like price, like for not price wise, but anything for your body and your natural, like besides shampoo and conditioner, like I use Old Spice. It works better than men's, uh, I mean, than women's. I also think that, you know, they've been seeing like all of this incline with um, breast cancer and deodorants. And I'm like, hmm, you don't really hear about anything bad with men products, only female products. So. It might have more luminant in it than, you know, certain things. And if you actually look at the ingredients, they're they're completely different, which is ironic because they're doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, so I do Old Spice. I use men's razors. They cut better. They last longer, um, which is also ironic because women shave more than men, and that's why... They're making you buy more razors. Exactly. More razors. They're charging you more for it, and you're like, yeah. why? There's no point in that. That also goes in clothes. You can go into H&M, and you can find a black T-shirt, and it'll be $10 in the men's section, and it'll be $30 in the women's section. And jeans, too. Like, men, the cost of men's jeans, on average, is a lot lower than... I mean, obviously, you have different levels of brands, but, like, overall, yeah. women's jeans are going to be more expensive than men's. And women have to buy more clothes. Yeah. We need bras. Do men need bras? I mean, some men do, but... <laughs> Maybe some men should wear one. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, we have bras. We, we have three different, what, and three, f- depending five on different how versions of underwear. big your boobies are, yep. your bra, if you have a bigger set of boobs, mm-hmm. you're going to need a bigger bra, and that's going to cost you more money than if you are itty-bitty titty committee. Which is ironic because when you buy a pair of pants that are smaller than the ones that you were purchasing for your big ass, it doesn't cost more. But it's your bra. So because I'm a size double D and somebody might be an A, my double D is going to be $10 more than the the A. A. What? Why? Because you're using more fabric, then that should be all around. But my small shirt is not less money than the extra large shirt. I want to know who came up with this. I don't know. Who's who's banking on the bucks of our bigger titties? Um, Which is also kind of getting into paying less our salary ladies out there hello why aren't you negotiating the correct way stop worrying about what a man may think when you are asking for what you deserve you deserve it if you're doing the job and it's based upon performance and you are doing the performance ask for it don't expect it because you're a female and you're like, oh, yeah. I should do this and I'm going to get the job because I'm a female. No, that's not what we're saying. We're it has saying, to go both ways. Like you yeah. can't, if you're going in and you're negotiating for a salary because you're going to do the job, it shouldn't be like, oh, I should get this job because I'm a female, especially if you're thinking like, I want to get the salary that a man or a woman should get with this job, then you should go in thinking like, I'm going to do this job as a person. I'm going to perform really well this job. Um, Sam and I were talking about this earlier and she was kind of saying this too but jobs don't have genders Mm-mm. so you know just do the job if you do the job well you'll get paid well for it and if you continue to do the job well and you negotiate in your annual reviews or biannual or whatever you have you know you you up play and you sell yourself on how well you're doing the job and if you deserve a raise then ask for a raise 
Ask for a raise. And then realize too when you're getting into everything and you are setting yourself up for that, understand the power of we negotiating um, with somebody, whether it's a male or female that you are speaking with as your higher level. Don't say I, I, I. Put it in a we situation. We as a team are growing and we as a team can contribute. And I think that I have, you can ask and say I have, done this 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 and this and how you benefit how you benefit but don't always go in with an an i expectation go in as a we expectation because then the gender gets dropped no one's recognizing the i i i understanding and bringing attention to how i know it sounds crazy but we because we're still in that state in that place where everyone is like women are more bitchy and women are more aggressive and women ask for this and we're out there marching with our pick sticks and because we're you know we aren't getting enough you have to understand that when you're doing things we do have to say in a certain tone and don't don't ask for something I know it sounds so bad saying it out loud because it's so sad at the same time but don't go into a job and hey I need this this and this off because I have to pick up the kids and I have to do this and I have to do that as a mom or a female and I have to take care of these things at the home. A man doesn't come into a job and say, I have to take care of the kids. I have to leave to go pick up my son from school or whatever it may be. He says he can do the job. He says he can do the job. So go in doing the job. Understand in your home place that that's... Take the emotions out of it. That's where you have to recognize and that's where your partnership as a team comes in in your home and saying, listen, I'm getting this job. I can't be here. I can't pick up the kids. We need to find daycare. We need to do what we need to do. Don't go in saying, I'm a mom. I'm going to be the first one to be called out because the kid's sick. I'm going to be the first one to go pick them up. I'm going to be the first one... You go in the job saying, I'm here to do the job. If you need me, I'm dedicated. Just like a male would. And you know, something just to keep in mind as times have changed so quickly is that um, there's a there's an article in the Wall Street Journal that came out not too long ago talking about the stats of men and women, male and female, mm-hmm. and college rates. And um, as far as applying to college and being accepted to college, and females are heavily outweighing the men in going to college so you know you might see a shift even in in this as far as like the workplace and salary because a lot more females are going to college Um, granted not every job requires a college education and you know that's perfectly fine too but keep in mind that females are starting to outnumber the males in college I think they already are and they're it's continuing in that trend so don't don't dwell on that in your head because it could just be in your head that they you know don't think that you're as good at the job just prove prove yourself and show up for your job and and do the most that you can do a great tip too as well is empowering within your company Mm -hmm. um we work for a female-based company we empower the women with us we empower the women to not represent their gender Mm -hmm. but represent their title and say you know what I think you have the expectation to do this level up your team players level we need to understand that we're 
in high school or whatever it may have been that we were against each other we are with each other we are for each other we should be empowering each each other other. support each other hey grace i think you're doing a really great job and i really think that this position here hire make sure that when you are speaking to other women whether you're interviewing or whether you're working with people of the same gender or whatever it may be and lift them up and say you deserve better than that you could do better than that do it don't don't just settle for less so making sure that you're helping other females gain critical leadership with inside your workplace you know make sure that your managers are you know just as much female as there are male you know implement salary benchmarks um based on performance not based on gender take that gender out of the workspace and put more of the expectations and the performance that goes into that title um so I think and that's important. The same way you're talking about, you know, in the workplace, obviously, we had kind of said, like, girls can be tough on one another. Mm-hmm. And even in the workplace, whether it's in the workplace or outside of the workplace, is uplifting other women. And it doesn't have to be, I mean, you don't have to go be chipper and smile and feel like you're doing this fake, you know, um, what am I trying to say? This acting fake and, and I think, pretending and like I, I I don't know about you but for me it's like the people that film doing like something kind because it doesn't I don't think that I don't think that doing something kind and being kind you should be kind it, that's it like yeah. you don't have to film it to prove to everybody that you're kind I compliment I I have Even always a small compliment like you're at a workout class right you're like hey I love your pants mm-hmm. super cute sports bra I've noticed you've lost some weight you look like you're you look doing great. great your skin looks awesome like maybe that person had really bad acne before and they were really self-conscious about their face I compliment people their outfits their clothes their smiles their eyes it can just be one small thing it changes uh, it changes smile a perspective yeah, but it also changes the perspective and it also changes that norm. If you go into, okay, great example. Everybody, when you are in a bathroom and you are not drunk mm-hmm. and you're in a regular bathroom, no one talks to anybody. Nope. They're all looking down, judging what you're wearing, looking eyeballs, whatever it may be. If you go into a club where all you girls are drunk, you're like, oh my God, I love you. You're, you're so, so cute. Pretty. I oh love your God. outfit. Where did you where get did it? Go, don't cry. He's not worth it. Like, whatever best it may friend. be. Best friend. Why can't we be that like that on a regular basis? That's why I'm like, I literally, I got hammered on my birthday, of course. I did hair for a while. And I, when I first moved here, I was, a girl was like crying about her hair and I was like, oh, my hair says, just call me. It's my birthday and I'm really drunk, but I'm not kidding. Like, really call me. I do that same thing. Hey, uh, Cassie, one of my best friends is like, you, you are like a hoarder of people. When you go out, you're like, come with me. Come to hang out with you me. You are in my pack now. You are you in my come pack. With come with me. Come hang out with me. I collect people and we have fun. I have some of the best friends. Some of my best friends that I introduced to each other have become yeah. best friends. And I love that feeling because it's, listen, we may not have clicked or whatever it may be and we might have clicked that night, but I've created another click for you. Two of my really good friends, Courtney. Good friends. And yeah, they like they just clicked and, and that was, was it. Perfect. It was it, it was perfect. And they're best friends, they call each other sister wives. They're just, it's just one of those things where it's, you gotta uplift other people because that person now will do the same. And yeah. it's a domino effect, and you can create all of this happiness, and you can change this norm and be good, kind people.
people. And they say, too, that the first, I don't know if it's 10 seconds, I'm going to just call it 10 seconds, the first 10 seconds that you greet someone can dictate the entire interaction. Mm -hmm. So say, um, say Sam and I are, you know, in a house together, and she's downstairs, and I'm upstairs, and I come downstairs, and I instantly look at her, you know, with a furrowed brow, and I'm like, oh, what are you doing? And she's like, you know, I'm acting standoffish towards her, so now she immediately feels defensive. She wonders why I'm already angry with her. She's done nothing wrong. From there, that affects our entire interaction. It could be with your significant other, too. If you greet them and you're like, how's it going? Or good morning. Or, you know, oh, you look really great today. I mean, just make yourself smile before you say whatever it is that you're going to say whenever you greet someone next time. Make yourself smile. Maybe throw in a tiny compliment and just see how it affects your interaction Can with them. Can we make resting bitch face no longer a norm? No more resting bitch face. Girl, don't, put a damn smile on your don't face. Don't make it an excuse for something so that you could just continue to do it. Do it because... Relax your face. It's okay. Relax your brow. You're going to be fine. One of, one of my best friends, Amanda, when we first met, and it's one of the funniest stories for me because... I think I changed that after that perspective and that interaction because like you said I was like working and I was angry because I was bartending and she was a new girl and I was like what are you doing and I was I was not mean but I was just working and, and like you said that first 10 seconds made a huge difference yeah and she needed a ride home and she actually lived above me and I had no I like we had just met or whatever and so I was like do you want to ride home and she's like sure and she was like kind of forced into the ride home because her friend and roommate at the time wasn't able to take her home and I was like yeah just jump in and I ended up my my car door was broken because I was very um poor back then so I opened the door from the inside and I opened the door and she's like thank you that was really nice of you and I was like oh I mean my door's broken but yes I'll (laughs) open the door for you that's fine and I was like I'm really hungry I was like I know you didn't you didn't make any money because you know you worked a training shift I was like do you want to come with me and I'll buy us pizza and she's like yeah like that's really nice of you and I was like yeah of course like I don't mind and I was like we can get to know each other I was like you know you seem like you're new around here and I'm, I'm kind of new too but I can introduce you to people and our friends and she's like you were like a real bitch <laughs> when I first met you but you're actually like a really nice person and I was like I mean I had a bad I, day. I could definitely see that. And I was like, you know, but I would never come. I, I dr- I'd never, definitely never try to come off as a bitch. Yeah. I might seem intimidating or whatever. And we were, we've been, but she was at my wedding. She's one of my best friends. But it's funny, like you just said, that the initial reaction, she, that last she could have denied me and I would have never had that friendship. And we had great friendship for I mean, we still do. It's one of those things where you're like, especially, don't miss that opportunity. Just smile a little bit. Yeah. I got to make up especially, for it. So, like, the first 10 seconds of your interaction, especially if that's your first impression of someone, mm-hmm. like, that could be huge. Yeah. And I I mean, even for me, too, my friend Kelly and I, um, I met her teaching Pure Bar, and we both were getting our master's at the same school. We were, like, almost doing the same program. Well, kind of different programs, but... We were also teaching at the same time. Like, we were in very similar stages of our lives. And I was like, I'm, I feel like we have a lot in common. And I don't know if maybe she doesn't like me, or maybe she's a little closed <laughs> off, or maybe she doesn't want new friends. Like, she's from here. And the first few times I met her, I didn't really think that she wanted to be my friend. And I kind of kept, 
I just kept being really friendly with her. I kept kind of pushing. And eventually, you have to segue into, like, just ask her out. <laughs> Literally ask her out. Like, oh, do you want to watch The Bachelor together? Do you want to go grab coffee? You're like, oh, I was going to stop by Starbucks. Do you want, I don't know, something. Yeah. Panera. Make it a soup date. But you have to take it outside of the workplace or whatever, the fitness place or mm-hmm. the the club or whatever you do with that person. Push that boundary just a little bit. Yeah, push the boundary a little bit and just kind of feel it out. Like, oh, do you want to do this with me? And you might be surprised that they're like, oh, I, I, yeah, I wasn't going to make the first move. But it's the same with a friendship like and a with date. another female. Yeah. And, I mean, now the girl and I are best friends, and I, if I wouldn't have kept pushing and being like, I'm going to be really friendly with her because I want you to be my friend. <laughs> I, I legit ask girls for their phone number all the time. And some people are like, are you sure you're straight? I was like, yeah, but I just want friends. <laughs> you will be I, my friend. I will, I will make you my friend. We will, we will love each other. We will have a great friendship. We will have so much fun together. Which is ironic. When I was younger, I had tons of guy friends. Because no girls wanted to be my friend, as we learned in episode one. <laughs> and now I have tons of girlfriends. And sometimes, like, friends from high school. I think one of my really good friends, Ethan's, he's like, <laughs> you have girls that like you? I'm like, I know, right? You're friends with girls it's now? Crazy. What? <laughs> they think I'm cool. <laughs> girls, so not all girls are going to be nice. And no. that just is what it is. That's there okay. are a lot of girls that are bitches. They're like, just... not, in a, not in a boss bitch kind of way. But it's just... It's good to be nice to the person as much as you possibly can. If they're bitch, just be civil and continue on your merry way. You're not going to watch The Bachelor with them. Just let that dream go. Um, but <laughs> My dreams have been left. <laughs> they're floating away. My friendship dreams with you have she failed. doesn't want wine and Bachelor. Which brings us to the next topic of why do we call each other names, girls? Why? Why are we calling each other names? Why are we saying you're a whore and you're a slut or whatever? Fuck you, yeah. Get it, girl. If you're a slut, more power to you. Yeah. You You are getting the game. Just, you know. Just empower you guys. Maybe don't sleep with your friends, significant others. But, like, do whatever you want. That's a bit much, yeah. Like, then you deserve the name and the title. Don't Mm. don't do that. Don't mess up other relationships. No. um, With your friends. Just. For that point. But, like, do your thing. Do your thing. Do your thing. Be be grateful, be nice, and here's the thing, you know, we're coming towards the end of our episode, and we're kind of touching base on everything, and, you know, we want to let everybody know that you shouldn't have to choose. You shouldn't have to choose on being a good person. You shouldn't have to choose on being a career or a mom. Um, You shouldn't have to choose whether you're putting 50% into a relationship or 100% into a relationship. You have the capability of doing anything because you are a female, you're awesome, you're a boss, and there are plenty of ways out there to continue to do so. And in our times, we are going to definitely keep trucking on like we have been and doing great things in the world. We have Reese Weatherspoon who's changing things, Taylor Swift who's changing things. We have all these great celebrities that are definitely empowering. Um, We also have people that are behind the scenes that we don't really know, creating the Me Too movement, creating these movements to empower other women to speak up on behalf of other females to make sure that you are doing the best that you can. Whether you're sticking up for yourself in whatever way, it could be anything, anything, including your salary, like we talked about a little bit, but just making sure that, you know, you are a female and own that shit, like 
you have the capability to do so many things that I mean, men envy women in certain ways that we are we are charming, we are able to multitask, we have maternal instincts, so we have, you know, ways to relate with other people's emotions and, and we're very keen on like how other people react and and act towards us and you know, recognizing these behavioral things like you know, Sam was saying, you go into a bathroom, you see a woman giving someone an up and down and having a face, and you know maybe she's just self-conscious about her body and she's envious of the other woman's body. But rather than becoming this negative interaction, it's like, hey, you look really great today. And then it's like, you know, that person could help give them some stylish tips or style tips or, like, fitness tips or, you know, oh, this is where I go to get... You know, my beauty, my facial's done. Um, We're here to change the narrative. Turn it into a positive interaction. However you can, flip it from a negative to a positive. Instead of calling someone a bitch, maybe understanding that that bitch has a lot of shit going on. Unless you're calling her a boss-ass bitch, there's no reason to call her a bitch. Don't want to hear that. You never know what somebody is going through, so don't ever We are all females, and the same way that we just talked about all of these crazy things, you know, expenses, pressures, picking and choosing with your budget, periods, salaries, um, friendships, and, and being supportive of other females in your interactions. You know, there's a lot that you have to juggle. So think about that the next time you greet or your or hang out with another female. She's going through the exact same things that you are, mm-hmm. maybe even more. Um, so we have to lift each other up. We've, we've got to change it. We've got to stop just pissing everyone off and being mad that they don't think and act the same exact way that we do. Um, empower and the change. Empower empower other women and turn it into a good thing. And that's to say... We're females, bitch. I know. Doing it, on, doing it on positive platforms, doing it on social media, doing it in person, doing it everywhere that you possibly can, and spreading the word to love. Love everything. Love everyone. Every gender. Be kind. If there you, are no questions. And then that if you all. don't know, ask the questions. Empower your females. <laughs> Empower other females. Empower that everyone. I Empower everyone. So, Drop like. So obviously follow us on Instagram, Facebook. We have TikToks. We have tons of content. Our Check website, out our website. Our website has their show show notes show, show notes. notes show notes on them um we have episode four coming out this is crazy, crazy. what i can't believe we're at four yeah tell all your friends share the love um like us subscribe to the channels on podcasts and spread spotify the spread the word the holidays are coming up so we have tons of things um and posting all of that on instagram so please continue to follow us and like us and we will see you guys in the next one see you next time bye, bye. Audio, do da, do da. Like, thank you, Mr. Witherspoon, for this quote. Yes, being a girl is expensive as fuck and can be so hard. Girls obviously roll and boys roll, but that doesn't mean it's not tough. Wow. And then, did you separate those letters <laughs> to make more than one word? Am I going to take a retainer? Also, yes. <laughs> I'm recording the test audio <laughs> just so you could.